0: Monday I guess it would be happier if I was on my main account but situations arise and we deal with them and we keep it moving so hi to everybody that's just joining not sure how many people will be on today because this is my secondary account uh, my main account has been hacked so I'm just trying to deal with that and um, Uh, shit is crazy, but it's not going to stop us from doing manifesting motherfucking Mondays. So, yes, I am. I'm, (laughs) yes, I am. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out that situation on my main account. And, um, in the meantime, I will be here and (laughs) let's, Gary forgets that I go, live on Mondays, let me just, um, put that in here. So yeah, it's just kind of crazy because, um, obviously like, you know, this account is much different than my other. Um, yeah, exactly. So we can't complain. Listen, this is day four, right? Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, day four of no complaining. Thank you so much for reminding me of that. Um, so day four of no complaining, my account, my main account was hacked yesterday, so I'm on day four of no complaining. I took it, I took it well yesterday. You know, there was a part of me that was just like, you know, really angry and things, but um, the show must go on, so I'm doing whatever I can to um, just be chipper and just keep shit moving. So, Manifesting Mondays, I am on my main account usually every single Monday, 9.30 a.m., as well as Thursday. So, now I'm here today. Um, not sure how many people will get on. And, you know, this account has also been incredibly shadow banned, which has been interesting. But, um, I also found out that there is day four of it's cold as shit. Yeah. So, um, there's apparently a company called Notch that does Instagram insurance. So you can get insurance for your Instagram account, and if things like that happen, they fix it for you. So I'm going to talk to them today. I have an appointment with them at some point today, which I think will be really great. Um, I don't know how it's going to help me with my main account, but I am doing what I can to to see how um, I can get that back. But we're doing so anybody that's that hasn't been on my other account. We're on day 7. No, I'm sorry. Day 4 out of 7 of no complaining. So, um before I get into everything, um we all made a pact that we were going to not complain for 7 days and see how our life was going to shift, see how our mood was going to shift. Um notch, exactly how you spelled it. Yes, notch. Um uh, after I talk to them, I'm going to post about it because I think it's um a great tool if it is in fact does what it does that it gives you insurance coverage for your social media. Yes, notch. N O T A C H N O T C H. It gives you insurance coverage for um your Instagram profile and I haven't spoken to them but they have a cool profile. They give a lot of really good tips on what to do if your Instagram gets taken down, is shadow banned, like all that kind of stuff. So um So day four of no complaining. Yesterday was a tough day because obviously I, um, my main account was hacked. So that's been insanely frustrating. But since we're on day four of no complaining, yesterday was day three. What's up, Ben? I'm happy to see you over here. Uh, yesterday was day three. So it's, it's interesting because there were a lot of times in my head where I would start to like say something negative or go to complain about something and I was like, oh, no complaining, figure it out, whatever it is, figure it out. And what I realized is most of the things that I would start to complain about were so incredibly insignificant, so insignificant. So when you go to complain about something, you realize that it's just a mindset that you're in. Because if you think about the things that you complain about, you're like, that's so insignificant. Like, why would I waste my energy on something so insignificant that's going to possibly change the course of my day for no reason. Like some guy was driving really slow in front of me. And of course I went to say like, call him names and complain about it. And then I was like, who gives a shit? That is so insignificant, right? So insignificant. So when we start to have the recognition of our thoughts, then we realize where our patterns really are and why we're in the situations that we're in in our three-dimensional reality. Because if we understand, I'm going to read stuff from The Law and the Promise today by Neville Goddard, that our thoughts create, then we would be a lot more careful of the things that we're thinking all the time. Benny says paralysis, we'll do that too. So we're on day four of no complaining. We have to get until Friday, technically. That's seven days, maybe that's eight um, change the thoughts and change the patterns. In addition to no complaining, I'm also not trying to play the victim as at times they go hand in hand. Jim day three of no news. What? Oh, good. I was going to say what news day three of Jim, not watching mainstream media news. That's a big one. That's a really big one. What's up everybody that's joining. Um, this, I think this account would be more shadow banned than my main account. But fuck it. So I'm going to be reading again from The Law and the Promise by Neville Goddard. Um, there is no fiction. There is no fiction. If an imaginal activity can produce, what happens in your mind, can produce a physical effect, our physical world must be essentially imaginal. So we understand that our thoughts create if imaginal activity, if all the things that we're thinking of in our mind can produce a physical effect in our three dimensional world, then our world is completely imaginal. This three dimensional world is completely imaginal and what makes it a collective reality are our thoughts collectively. That's why, this, you know, the saying is that we're all one and we are not separate from each other. Because the radio frequency of our brain, right, our subconscious mind, is on a certain frequency. And if every single person around you, let's just say there's 10 people that live in your household or five people live in your household, and you guys are all on the same frequency, you're going to create a world that's very similar to one another, Right? if you have the same upbringing, if you have the same belief systems, you know, your three-dimensional world is gonna reflect that collectively. So imagine after people are watching the news all the time, constantly fear porn, watching fear porn and making people afraid. And millions of people are watching the same exact thing. That is our collective reality being formed by the things that are programming our minds together. So imaginal activity can produce a physical effect. To prove this would require merely that we observe our imaginal activities, observe what we think. So a lot of us are doing the seven days of no complaining. So you are paying more attention to your imaginal acts. What happens in your imagination? What are you allowing to come through as a thought. I'm not wanted, that would be a complaint. Val, hi, I'm on my backup account. Um, you know, that I am not worthy, that's a complaint. All the things that are happen in our mind every single day become our collective reality. So to prove this, we have to observe our magical activities, which we're doing this week and watch to see whether or not they produce corresponding external effects. So if we're all doing this no complaining, this seven days of no complaining, and you're really paying attention to it, chances are your reality is making subtle shifts. You're maybe noticing that maybe more positive things are happening, or maybe something good happened that you wanted to happen for a long time. Subtle shifts are going to happen. Thank you, Bubbies. When we observe our imaginal activities and shift them. Our imaginal activities are our thoughts. Thank you for the kisses, puppies. If they do produce corresponding external effects from what you're thinking and you are noticing this, then we must conclude that there is no fiction. Today's imaginal drama becomes tomorrow's fact. So whatever your imaginal drama is becomes tomorrow's fact. If we had this wider view that our causation is mental and not physical, that our mental states are the cause of our physical effects, then we would realize our responsibility as a creator and imagine only the best imaginable. If we understood that our thoughts are creating what's happening around us, we would realize it's our responsibility that we are creators. So if we are if we understand that we're a creator, creating our reality, are you going to continue to think negative things, knowing that that negative thought is going to create our reality? Or are we going to... Joe, hi. Where are we going to... Joe, you can't stress. You know why? Because your stress is creating your reality. If we're stressed right now, if we're in fear of something right now, and it's 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 go it's a playing on loop. Know that we're continuing to create our reality. Know that our imaginal acts in our mind create our physical effects, which is our 3D realm. Ben, I gotta change my reality. You know, I have to we're not allowed to complain for seven days, so I have to change what my reality is. Even though my account was hacked yesterday. I have to change the reality. You're stressing stressing over tuition fees. So, Joe, money always comes to you in an abundance. More than you could ever imagine. Let's shift the focus. Even though you might not have the money right now. If you trust and put faith in God, whatever it is, that you're going to be provided for, it's going to shift in your favor. So, man believes that reality resides in the solid objects he sees around him. That is in this world that the drama of life originates, that events spring suddenly into existence, created moment by moment, out of physical facts. But the cause of it does not lie in the external world of facts. The drama of life originates in the imagination of man. Whatever happens to us, including my account being hacked, that was a result of my imaginal acts and thinking. I tell you. That is a result of imaginal acts and thinking. Because sometimes there is a lot of pressure. And I'm just speaking. Let me see. Very good, Jim. We got to talk about your session with Robert. Um, everything unfolds. Not in perfect proportion, according to our reality. But everything unfolds in perfect proportion to... Our thoughts and to our what we're aligning with what we are aligning with and even they're like but wait i want you know my i want to marry somebody or i want all this money or i want to be healthy when we that's coming from lack wanting is not having so you're pl- you're placing your order with your the universe or god How do I feel I manifested it? Okay, so sorry, I got sidetracked for a second. Sometimes with my account, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of questions I always get asked. There's a lot of information people ask me for all the time and things, and sometimes I feel very pressured by that um, because then I live in this small little world on a screen. You know what I mean? I'm constantly on my phone and I'm not present. And so when you have these thoughts, You manifest the reality of, you know, that, um, what would it be like to not have it? And so that manifested into reality and it wasn't, I can't say it wasn't done on purpose. If I know that my thoughts create and I have these thoughts in my mind, my thoughts create my reality. So, you know, I had it in my mind that like I was just stressed out because of my account and things and, um, you manifest the reality that the things that happen happen. So hopefully that explains, um, how I manifested in some way, uh, with my main account, but I know that I'm going to get it back, right? I know that I'm going to get it back. Um, so it's just shifting, shifting the mindset. Okay. Okay. Um the real act of becoming takes place within man's imagination and not without. The real act sorry the uh yeah the real act of becoming takes place within our imagination. Everything that happens around us is first created not outside but inside. And if you go back and think of, maybe there's some bad things that are happening to you. Rewind, press the rewind button of your mental state and say, what part of my belief system created this? And if that is the case, that means that we have to take full responsibility for our reality not being what we want it to be. And that's where you lose a lot of people because most people don't want to take that responsibility. Because that means then that their reality is their fault. And not because we want to blame or shame ourselves, but it's taking the accountability for what thoughts we're allowing come into our existence because it's creating our existence. So where are we in our mind that has created the reality that we have right now? Joe, yesterday my account got hacked. Yes. <laughs> my main account got hacked yesterday. But we're on seven days of no complaining, And so that's just where I got to be. Um, And just keep shit moving. I don't know, Joe. I'm working on it. So we'll see. Um, I don't want to read these stories because this is like in another language. Let's see. Okay. Imaginal activities, the things that that we think of, may be remote from their manifestation and unobserved events are only appearance. So, our imaginal activities, right, the things that we think of, we believe that they are completely separate from our reality. Maybe we're just like, oh my god, I was just thinking of that, it's a coincidence, it's not a coincidence, you created that. Your frequency, where you are, created the happening. One of our, someone that I work with, uh, her son was really angry, leaving the house, and he's like, I don't want to fucking be here anymore was driving down the street and got into a major car accident. He's still in the hospital. Thank God he's doing better and he's improving. But when I say your thoughts create, if you feel your thoughts with so much feeling and emotion, like think about the saddest time in your life, right? If you go back and close your eyes and think about it, it will feel so real to you like you're reliving it, right? That's how you manifest. So if you're talking... And saying, like, I don't want to be here anymore. Like, that's a really deep feeling. That has a lot of emotion. And what is emotion? Emotion is energy in motion. Right? So when you think feelingly, when you're thinking about something and you feel it really deeply, that is how you manifest. So if you're saying something like that, I don't want to fucking be here. Or you're, you're saying, like, I can't stand you. Like... Things like that you manifest your own destiny of a breakup, of someone cheating on you, of you losing your job, of all these things. So that's why it's so important to know that our imaginal activities, we think that they're set we think that our current external reality is separate from our imaginal acts. And our imaginal acts or our external reality are, are because of our imaginal acts or thinking. So everybody, I think everybody's following that. Um, I did create being hacked. (laughs) I did. Trust me when I say that our thoughts create. Our thoughts create. Causation is as seen in this tragedy elsewhere in space and time, far off from the scene of action, invisible to all, was an imaginal activity, like a scientist in a control room directing his guided missile through space and time. Let's keep going because this is all about stories of people, but these are all like super old school. So I don't feel like reading them and there's too many of them anyway. Nothing appears or continues in being by power of its own. Events happen because comparatively stable imaginal activities created them and they continue in being by virtue of the support they receive from such imaginal activities. So if you're supporting your imaginal activities every day by constantly thinking of those imaginal acts, that, thank you, Ed. So before I continue, a lot of times when people are unfamiliar with, with this um, type of learning or this, what can I say? What can I call this? These teachings basically So all of these things that I talk about when it comes to the subconscious mind and thinking creates your reality and stuff like that, that's literal based in science. It's not, you know, people will start to say these things are new age and things like that. There are scientists all over the world for years and years and years that have proven the subconscious mind, how it works and how it creates the reality. It's not something that I just found one day and was like, oh, this seems like a good idea. You know, when people say, like, oh, just, just be positive and, you know, positive things will come to you. Well, where do you think these, that comes from? There's actually science behind our imaginal acts creating our reality. It's been proven time and time and time again. It's like when you go to seminars all about the mind. People that are really, really sick that heal themselves just by their way of thinking. They're healed in a matter of days. People that have terminal illnesses turn things around simply by their imaginal acts. It's not because they're miracles. We we, We are miraculous. We can heal ourselves. We can create the life that we want. We can also create the life that we don't want without the realization that our thoughts are creating it to begin with. You can't think negative all the time and have a positive life. So that just shows you right there, like, that is... Based on something greater than us. If we can create a reality based on our thinking, the reason why it's foreign is because we were never taught that. We were taught religion. We were taught to beg for forgiveness. We were taught to beg for the things that we want. If you're begging for the things that you want, I can guarantee you're never going to get them. Unless you're praying and saying, Thank you, Lord, so much for the life that you give me, thank you for these miracles that's different. You're not begging. You're, you're showing gratitude to the universe. You're showing gratitude in your vibration. So then that also reflects back to you. But if you're praying, God, why are you doing this to me? Please change this and make this happen. That's coming from a state of lack. Like how water particles can shift based on thoughts. Like how if you talk to a plant and tell it that it's ugly every single day and you say hateful things to it that it eventually wilts away and it dies. But when you speak lovingly to a plant or something that everything is, is alive, everything is alive. That it will grow and it will prosper, right? Jim, what did you say? Documentary on Amazon Prime, Heal. Superb two and a half hours if you never caught it. It's a blue tile. Okay. There. I will certainly watch it. Because I have I've heard of it. Some people are told, tell me. Um, so, Ed is saying that Satan is real. He just uses the subconscious as a resting place. So, I believe dark entities are real. Satan are manifest... Like, for me, I believe that Satan or dark forces, I mean, it's more than that, but we create our heaven or our hell, right? So whatever our programming is from childhood, if you have all these deeply rooted issues, you were abused and all these things, there's a chance that you can become what people would say possessed by the devil. I think that there are spiritual possessions. Yes. Um, but I also believe that, that we create our reality. And if we don't have the awareness that we have the power to recreate our reality based on our belief system, then I think that's where hope is lost for people. Cause you just think like I'm messed up. I'm always gonna be messed up. I was abused and all these things happened to me and you use that, um, As an excuse of why your reality is the way that it is. Like I'm just going to say Jeffrey Dahmer for example. I watched the series. And after watching that. And seeing what a crazy upbringing he had. And that he related to things. That were no longer alive. Because they wouldn't hurt him. Or they wouldn't leave him. Deeply rooted abandonment issues. And abuse and things like that. Emotional abuse. Sexual abuse or whatever it is can turn us into monsters if we, under, if we don't understand like how our reality actually works. And not because I'm making excuses for a serial killer, but I'm saying that a person that dealt with the kind of traumas that he dealt with, that his only friends were dead animals and things like that, I can see how you can create your hell and that you can view that as someone that the devil lives in them. Um, when you break down the psychology of people, when you break down the psychology of people, you can understand things, not because you excuse the behavior, but you understand that if our thoughts create, if our thoughts create our reality, how do we recreate our reality by rethinking or reprogramming our mind, That's my thoughts on Satan and stuff. The part which imagining the wish fulfilled plays in consciously creating circumstances is obvious in this series of stories. You will see how the telling of one story of the successful use of imagination can serve as a spur and a challenge to others to try and see. So it goes on to tell stories about how people are living in the state of the wish fulfilled. So when you live in the state of the wish fulfilled, and this is very difficult, when you don't have something, so this is a good analogy that I watched in a video over the weekend, or I read it somewhere, I don't know, that say you're struggling with money right now, and you have no money in your account to pay your bills, but you applied for a job that gives you $100,000 up front, and you got this job, and this job Is starting at the end of the month, and at the end of the month, you get a hundred thousand dollars. So you went from feeling, how am I gonna make this work? How am I gonna pay my bills? to being really excited, like, oh my god, I'm getting a hundred thousand dollars at the end of this month. This is amazing. And you live in that state, right, for an entire month because you know what's coming. So that example is in the same way. If you truly live in the state of the wish fulfilled in what you want, say it's this beautiful home that you live in. And right now you don't, you don't have that. You don't know how it's going to come. You don't know how you're going to manifest this, but you live in the state every single day. You go into your imagination, you do a short meditation and you think about what it feels like, what your house looks like. What does it smell like inside? Are there flowers, fresh flowers every single day? And I'm just giving that as an example or if it's a relationship, and every single day you go into your meditation and you're with this person, you feel it, you're so happy about it because you know that the universe has your back. You know God has your back and that he's going to provide what you want because you already believe that you have it. So things have to shift in your favor, and the universe will move everything. The universe will move mountains. God will move mountains for you when you have what? Faith belief faith it's just like praying you have faith this is going to happen I have faith that this is going to happen this miracle is going to happen I have faith thank you Lord for giving me this miracle it's no different living in the state of the wish fulfilled is no different than praying but it depends on how you pray if you beg and praying you're coming from a state of lack but if you thank God like thank you God for providing me with this beautiful home manifesting is the same thing it's just different language and it doesn't include religion Become desire list, that's when it will all come. And that's another thing that I was listening to yesterday in a video is about when we constantly obsess over the things that we don't have or the things that we are trying to manifest, we're leaving no room in our palm to receive. Right? If we're constantly obsessed, where's my manifestation? Why don't I have it yet? I'm I'm aligned with this, like I'm I have the vibration. If you think like that. You have a closed fist. How could you receive with a closed hand? If you let go of your desire, like, I don't know who who wrote it. If you are desireless, that's when it all starts to happen. You can have the desire. You plant your seed, but you don't constantly go back to see if anything's growing. I planted the seed. Why are there not flowers yet? And you go back and look at your seed every 10 minutes. Why isn't this growing yet? It's the same thing with manifestation. You plant the seed in your mind and you know this is gonna happen no matter what. This is gonna happen no matter what. I don't need to think about it because I know that it's gonna happen. Thank you, Ed. Gare, I'm live from my backup account. I'll call you I'll call you after I'm I'm off my live. But if you again, if you have a closed hand, you cannot receive. You cannot receive with a closed hand when you're constantly holding on to your manifestation so tightly. Graham Reisinger. You're holding on to what you want so tightly that you're not able to receive. But as soon as you let go of what your desire is, just let it go. I got this, I know that it's gonna happen, right? Just let it go. I'm gonna give you an example. I have this high five journal. I don't like the journal unfortunately. Like there's just too much shit going on in here. But this was a year ago that I wrote this stuff down. So one thing was a successful show for my Crystal Teeny TV, which I made it a success, but it just wasn't what I wanted. It's what I thought I wanted, but I manifested it. I did it. Done, right? Go to Florida. I went to Florida, right? I took the trip. For a while, I was afraid to travel for many reasons. And just, again, fear is... False evidence appearing real. I went to Florida. Number three, get retreat set up. This was a year ago. And what did I do? I just knew that it was gonna happen. I had no I've never done this before. I've never planned a big event. I've never planned a big event outside of this country, and I did it. I did it. I said get retreat set up. And it was just like I had the faith that it was gonna happen. Nobody was gonna tell me no. I spent literally 30 straight days researching locations in the United States to have this retreat. Everything was a no. You have to have testing. You have to have proof of Vax. Everything, right? I was like, I was so frustrated, but I was just like, this is going to happen no matter what. I don't care that I'm getting all this, um, all these no's, too expensive, whatever. I knew that it was going to happen no matter what. So that's me opening my hand to say, I am ready to receive. So if we could all say that, I am ready to receive, I'm open to receiving. Instead of thinking, this could never happen. You'll never have that. You don't have enough money. What are you, crazy? How do you think that this is going to be? I really want this to happen. You see how my hand is closed. But when I say, I know this is happening regardless of any obstacle I come in front that comes in front of me, I'm open to receiving. I'm open to receiving all possibilities. And all of a sudden, someone was like, "Hey, did you look in Tulum, Mexico, to have a retreat?" And I was like, "Oh my God, it's so much cheaper in Mexico. All the prices in the United States were crazy. All the really nice places, anyway. Like these places were like ten thousand dollars for like five days. And I was like, that's just that's that's just not something I could ask people of, right?" So what did I do? I looked at specific, I looked at places in Mexico and I was like, oh my God, I found the place. And all of a sudden I hit the place up and I said, how much is it going to cost? And all this stuff, I sent a deposit, right? I am open and ready to receive. And then all of a sudden all these things just happened. Julie is coordinating for me. I already had her in place. So I was initially hired her to do my show But she does event planning. She's been doing event planning for years and years and years and years, like red carpet events and things like that. So she's like, we can make this happen. Let's do it. And I made it happen. My event's now less than a month away. And this was a year ago. Get retreat set up. But what did I do? I said to the universe, like, this is happening. So fix it. Let's go. If we could only have that attitude about everything in our life. Whether it's a person that we want to manifest, a job, a home, a car, a lifestyle, anything that you want, paying your bills, your health, let it go to the universe. You took a a step in the right direction or in the direction of your true desires. So that's also inspired action. You're taking inspired action because I just had this deep feeling like I need to do this. I need to get people together. I need to create a community in person rather than just online. And that's what I felt I needed to do is create this retreat because what's going to happen after it, I don't know. But I just know that it was a step that I needed to take. Because I have another idea that's a, I mean, it's it's a lot of money. It's a multi, multi-million dollar project. But in order for me to get there, I have to take the step of this retreat. I had to do this first. So whatever happens after that, I am welcoming, right? But we are open and ready to receive. Why don't I have this yet? Where is it? Manifestation sucks. This doesn't work. This is stupid. You're wasting your time. You're never going to be able to afford that. I'm not open to receive because I'm sitting there thinking of all the reasons why something can't happen instead of saying, I'm letting this shit go out into the ether. Bring it. Let's go. Round up the troops. Whoever has whoever has to be a stepping stone to get me to where my wish fulfilled is. I'm open to receiving it. Instead of telling yourself all the reasons why you can't do something. You find the smallest reasons why you can do it. Right? They say the only problem with religion is all the best people left. Jesus didn't believe in religion, so they say... So it's just about the mindset. You change your mindset and you're going to change your life. That's all that I can say. That's all that I could possibly say. Change your mindset and you're going to change your life. Like I said, I wrote this shit down in this book a year ago. Everything on that list has manifested. I didn't know how. Oh, I want to do a retreat. Well, how are you going to do that? I have no idea. But I'm doing it. I can create. I'm not the business mind, most business-minded person. I can create anything out of thin air. I can look at something one time and literally create it. I can make clothes. I can I can build things. like I have that type of mind. I don't have the business mind. So I knew that I was going to do this retreat, but I'm like, how am I going to do this? Who's going to do this with me? And I had one person that was going to do it with me. And I'm like, it's not the right fit. It's just not. I have to do this myself. So I'm doing it myself because I believe that I could. If you don't believe that you could do something, you're never going to do it. And you're not going to have it. Same thing with a person. Oh, that person could never want me. They could never love me. What in you feels like that you lack so much that you can't have the person that you desire? What makes you feel unworthy? That's where you have to go first is the root of your tree. What's planted in there? That you're good enough? That you're loved? Or that I'm always abandoned? Yeah, but if we get together, like we'll end up breaking up. Or yeah, you know what? Like I'd love to get married, but it'll just end in divorce. I've heard so many people say that in my life. Like, yeah, I would love to get married, but I, you know, you'll just end up getting divorced. What kind of mindset is that? Guess what? If you get to get married and think it's going to end in divorce, you're right. Guess what? If you get married and think you're going to be with this person forever and you believe that you're worthy of having a forever partner that loves and adores you, guess what? You're right. Because anything that you believe in your mind, you're right. Whether it's negative or positive, it doesn't matter. As long as you believe it, you're right. That's what's going to happen. Go back to the childhood to find the atom of the problem. That's where it all started, is our programming. As children. Or a really traumatic thing that happened to you. That also slams that idea into your subconscious mind if you got into a car accident or something like that. Something that was very scary and traumatic. It's going to be very hard for you to get over that because it instantly programmed your subconscious mind that this is not safe. Right? So it's all about programming of the mind. It's all about what we're thinking, what we're feeding our mental mouths every day. Because what we eat every day, right? Physically affects our body. It affects the way it looks. It affects the way it performs. What you're feeding your subconscious mentally every single day affects how your mental state performs. It affects your mental well-being. our thoughts create. We are on day four of no complaining. We have seven days of no complaining. And so far it's been challenging because complaints will come through and then I'll recognize them and I'll say, nope, seven days of no complaining, that shit doesn't matter. Because you start to recognize how insignificant the things that you complain about are. And then you say, well, if I know that my thoughts create and my complaints are this insignificant, why am I saying this? Why am I doing this? And when you have that awareness, that's when you can shift. That's when you will shift your reality. Right? Fine. Okay, uh, Benny says he got he had second-degree burns from coffee being spilled on him. So he is probably extra cautious, very scared, very weary, possibly, of things that are hot. And maybe maybe it completely shifted his reality into decision-making for many different things. That he's maybe not able to do. I constantly tell myself to shut the fuck up in my head. Jim, thank you. So much more rewarding than Fox Friends. Have a good day at work, Jim. Thank you for always being here. Um, but it's not only good for people listening, but it's good for myself to always remind myself There's always work to do, but as long as we have awareness of the things that we actually need to work on, then things can change because if you have no awareness and you have no accountability and you never think that you're wrong and that everything happens to you is because you have shitty luck, you got some work to do, right? Everything, nothing is happening to us. It's happening for us. When people say things are happening to me, you become a victim. Oh my God, this happened to me. But when you see everything is happening for you, it's to gain recognition that I have the power to change and shift that. If we see that things are happening for us, this grand awakening, all of this propaganda and all of these bad things that are happening, it's not happening to us, it's happening for us. to say, wake up. Wake up that we are all creating this together. By the things that we read, by the things that we watch, by the things that we consume, by the thoughts that we allow to penetrate in our minds. Because once we take the responsibility off of the things that are happening to us, we are a victim, that was happening for us in order to awaken us in different things. It's like how many, how many times can something happen? (laughs) Like, I've manifested the same man over and over again, right? And I'm like, ah, why does this keep happening with the same guys? There's something in me that is attracting these lunatics, right? It's not happening to me. It's not because, oh, I just have bad luck. Or and just an example, like, or I just have this kind of luck with this relationship. I'm manifesting the same type of person because the universe or God is trying to teach me a lesson. Of what I need to fix going on in here. And that goes for anything that we're trying to manifest. If we move into a new building. And we're like, oh my God, I'm so excited about this place. When you, get, when you start living there. Oh my God, there's bugs in here. Or there's a leak in my ceiling. And the same thing happened in the last apartment that you lived in. Or last house that you lived in. There's something within you. That doesn't believe that you should live in a safe environment. That you're not worthy of a beautiful home and we'll continue to manifest the same scenarios over and over again until we get the message. It's happening for us, not to us, because of our thoughts that we're manifesting ourselves, because we don't believe that we're worthy of abundance or great things, then it's gonna to continue to happen. We're gonna get the same lesson over and over again. If we're attracting psychos, maybe we are too. Yeah, and I'm not the most sane person in the world. like. But I know where my subconscious beliefs are. I know where my subconscious beliefs are from childhood because I had parents that were not there. Right? So it's all about the rewiring. Are you going to call in a new type of person because your belief system is changing and shifting? Or are you going to go back to your old story, which Neville Goddard calls the old man? Are you going to allow the old man to dictate your reality? Or are you going to have that new story that is going to recreate your reality? We're not going to get into that. That's, that's too long of a conversation. That's a whole different story. Um, so, guys, I think that's going to conclude today. I got my hands full today with, hopefully, no, with, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it out loud. But um, I have a bunch of shit going on today, which is good. I'm going to stop asking Dally what the fuck is this place. Yes, because it'll answer you. You'll get the answer of what the fuck is this place, especially if you think negatively about it. It's going to keep showing you this place is fucked up. Okay, some of my thoughts are not my own. Listen, I relate to that. I just had a conversation with somebody yesterday. are not my own, though. Pushing those out is not always easy, but I will do this seven day no complaining thing. Maybe I can get my kids on board. Um, implanted thoughts. I literally just had this conversation yesterday with somebody. Um, and I've definitely had them more recently, right? Um, so there's a lot that I could say about that, but one thing that I'll say about it is, um, like doing energy work to try and remove those things, removing entities that are attached to you. Um, someone that can... Still, the mind, Robert. I told I. If any of you guys were on my other page, Robert, um, the conscious catalyst, like changed the game for me. I know. I like the birds too, so I started doing energy work with him, and he totally shifted my mind to where I don't have as many intrusive thoughts. They'll still come in at some point, but um, there are thoughts that we'll have that are not ours, and you just have to recognize like these aren't my thoughts. But they've had this technology around since like the 40s or 50s, I don't remember which. Um, with all this mind control stuff, they can do these things. So when you feel that you're having thoughts that are not yours, know that they aren't. Oh, Robert is the conscious catalyst. <laughs> I plug him all the time. He's probably so friggin' busy because I'm just like, he's my man. Like, and he's so easy to talk to. The con. I just posted him down there. I'll, I'll pin him. Um, Jim Schmidt that was just in here, he did his session with Jim yesterday and he was like, or with, uh, I'm sorry, with Robert. Why can't I pin my comment? Okay, sorry. I have a little freak out there. Um, <laughs> he's probably like, why are you tagging me again? Um, but he really did help me a lot. He helped me tremendously and, um, I'm just grateful that there's people as gifted as him on this earth because... I was having obsessive thoughts that I could not control and I was like going in a downward spiral because I was like here I am trying to manifest but then I would have all these really negative thoughts come in all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. Um, And he just, after my first session like they were just gone. They were gone. And I was just like what? Wait, what? And my mind became a lot more calm. Um, Someone told me that when that happens, ask yourself, what's the thought I just thought? My own thought. If no, it's got to go. I release these thoughts that are not my own. Definitely, like shielding yourself. I need these thoughts that are not my own. I return them to their rightful owner. Throw it back out into the universe and let them go to whoever's thoughts that they might be. Especially as an empath too, that happens a lot that you'll get thoughts even. Maybe not implanted thoughts, but thoughts of other people. And you're just like, this isn't my thought. This isn't my energy. Please send this energy back to its rightful owner. And, you know, I surround myself with white light. Do things like that. Um, So, yes. Have an amazing day. And I will be back on my main account soon. I just have to figure it out. So, thank you guys for listening and being here this morning. For now, I will be on this backup account. And, um... Hopefully this helped and everybody has an amazing day and amazing start to their Monday. Seven days of no complaining. We're on day four. We're on day four. We can do this. Thank you guys so much um, for being here. Have a wonderful day, evening, night, wherever you are. Okay, adios.